Hello and welcome to Frayed Yarns. These are esoteric stories written and performed by me, Athena Reddy. I ask you to try to understand with your senses, and not necessarily just with your mind. Before I get into this week's story, I want to get into my body. It feels tired, but strong. Grounded, but excited. My hair is wet. I am nervous, and now I'm letting it go. I am excited. And sometimes when I'm excited, I'm also almost nervous. And I wonder, what's really the difference between nervousness and excitement, but the way you frame it? It operates at that same spinning level inside and threatens to lift our feet off the ground with such velocity. Excited, but grounded. What's that? Is that this? Can I do that? My eyes are looking up. They're closed, but looking up. And I'm seeing the swirling colors that we can all see inside of our own heads. I'm trying not to put pictures there. I'm trying to read the pictures that are there. Huh. Cool. I hear a clock ticking. And I wonder if it's going to make it into the recording or if I should take the batteries out or something. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Rite of Spring Nature makes a vulgar and elegant ceremony of herself bursting and oozing. Springtime is violent. It must push and burst and direct life out of stagnant cold. The energy it takes for that one little plant to sprout is as wild and sun-crazed as two armies fighting for the right to live. It's fighting for the right to live. Everything alive is ripping at one another, fighting for the right to live. Life rips through us, killing these delicate bodies. Life screams through us like a passionate foreigner running through our free lands. Wherever there is life, there is never peace. In my experience, Things grow and live only in a whirling dance chaotically spinning on herself. Order is only ever seen in hindsight or from a drone above. Experimental fertility treatment. Experimental fertility treatment was the only kind I could afford. To be a test subject for richer women in the future, fine. Pretend to be a rich lady in a clean facility with a modern decor and sleek lab coats. Make me fertile. Make me productive. Help me make a child. It is my calling to make a child. 
Science, it is my calling to make a child science help. Experimental fertility treatment because the problem was me and not my husband. The problem was my parts. My dried up aging parts had not worked. My dried up aging parts had seen too much life. And life whispered for a moment a few times now, a few whispers silenced in lonely blood. I was never more alive than when life whispered and gasped within me leaving, and my body seared in grief, hungry and ambitious to try again, to grasp again, to feel more than just a whisper and a death rattle inside me. I needed more. I needed a baby. Experimental fertility treatment. Booked for the first day of spring. Sun not yet shining when we left. Sun not yet shining, but promising to come out. They took me to a lab. They took my blood and all of the vitals. I was vital. I am vital. Still alive. Alive because I could feel the violence of desire inside me. My husband waited where they told him to wait. And they told me I was approved. Healthy enough for the next step. And the next step would happen right now. Right now? I said, yes, right now. The next step is happening right now. The nurses' uniforms seemed to turn as I walked down that long hallway from the examination room to wherever they were taking me and their uniforms turned from pastel comfort to searing yellows and golds as we progressed down the hallway. Doctors and nurses and scientists bustling and swirling more and more toward a door at the end of the hallway. The energy. The bursting. You're the perfect candidate. She's the perfect candidate. You're the perfect candidate. She's the perfect candidate. Our vessel of spring, a vessel of life. Everything happened so quickly. They pushed me through a door and suddenly I was alone. In what felt like a garden outside, sort of. I was sort of outside, but behind a glass, there was a woman in white, and her voice came over a loudspeaker. Allison, we're going to ask you to stand in the middle of the garden. I loved it. I loved her. Organic. Okay, we can do this. I can do this. Maybe they'd give me the treatment in nature. Maybe that was part of it. Was this nature? It was so controlled. Was I outside? This seemed like a garden. A garden is a strange manicured nature, but if we are nature and the plants are nature, then it's just us interacting with more nature. I suppose it's all nature. I'm nature, you're nature, anything you've made is nature. How are you not nature? And then the voice of the white-clad woman behind the glass came again. Please remove your shoes, Allison, she said. The people in bright golds and yellows suddenly rushed into the garden from where? I don't know where they came from. Were they doctors? Were they nurses? Were they lab people? They were just wearing these beautiful reflective golds and yellows and they were rushing at me and they made a circle around me with their bodies. We are going to give you the blessing of the sun so you grow and you can regrow yourself and grow anew. They began to walk around me Sun from the sky coming, coming from a domed ceiling. The real sun was in the room. Was it a room? Was I in nature? Isn't everything nature? I stood. I kicked off my shoes. 
I admired them as they danced around me and they spun faster and faster and faster, wildly fast, so fast it made me dizzy, and then they all fell down. And heavy breaths created a symphony around me. The voice over the loudspeaker came in again. But this time she sang, Dark Neptune has poisoned the womb of her. She was a murky maybe. And now the sun god smiles on her. She mustn't remain in stillness. Let her swirl with life and let her gather blood. Let it rip through stagnancy. Live and live and live, and in her song seemed slow, but the people danced quickly and breathed quickly, and they breathed and collapsed and danced and fell again. And when they fell, I wondered if it was choreographed, and I looked around me completely in shock. And the dancers stood again and breathed heavily again. And then suddenly, they just stood still, breathing at each their wild and different pace, breathing at me. I stood in shock, unable to move, alone at the center of them all, suddenly just staring and breathing and staring and breathing. And then they all began to chant together, Bring in the father, bring in the father, bring in the father, they all began to chant. But not in a loving, nourishing way. They were violent, like life is violent. Suddenly, there was my husband. I knew him from his body, his lines, his chest hair, his erection, but he was masked in an angry, reflective gold, and he didn't move like himself. He moved to the chance of the people who stood around us watching, and he stomped toward me, mask gleaming at me. I closed my eyes and folded deeply in myself, lay on the ground. It's the only place I could go, within, to fold within. That's all I had. And I felt the many pairs of feet, 20, 30 people dancing around us. And then I found him folded in me, breathing and drooling, his thrust steady, consistent. And when he came, it warmed me, and then it burned me. And a scream came through me. It felt like acid. It felt like acid had been sprayed in me, and I could not stop my own screaming. I could not stop my own screaming. And I just heard, all hail the sun, all hail the sun, all hail the sun, the sun of the sun will come, they sang, I screamed. My husband, still masked and stiff and himself, but not himself, remained inside me, did not pull out, did not move, did not comfort me. A moment of softness came upon him after hearing my first scream, but it was soon gone and he was stiff again, stuck inside me, plugging me. He went to move from his place of concern. I could feel it. I could feel him wanting to reach out to me to stop doing this trance, whatever they had done to him. 
But the voice came over the loudspeaker again, keep them together, do not let them part until the son of the sun has come. Keep them together, do not let them part until the son of the sun has come. And the people in the circle moved swiftly in on us, holding his body in mine, holding us still, connected. There was nowhere to go, there was no way to move. I screamed because I couldn't fold inside of myself anymore. I screamed. They laughed. This is life. Screaming. Alive. Screaming is life. A fight for life. They laughed. One sang again. I finally found silence. In looking at his chest, his beautiful chest that I'd loved and rested on for many years now, and I found my comfort in remembering remembering all of those soft moments as they yelled, screaming is life, fighting is life. I softened as they pushed. I don't remember how we got home. My husband drove, surely. I am now pregnant, 15 weeks pregnant, and we're announcing to our families, and grateful, grateful. And I have nightmares that I'll give birth to fire, and it will burn my legs off as it is born. But it's mine. It's mine from my body. And I'm sure he's just a sweet boy. I'm sure it's just going to be a sweet boy. <laughs> Frayed Yarns is written and performed by me, Athena Reddy. To find out more about my work, go to www.athenareddy.com. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-R-E-D-D-Y. That's my name. This has been a Frayed Yarn. <laughs>